Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I am Ashley LeBlanc. I'm the executive director here. And in just a minute, I will be joined by your favorite and mine, Priscilla McKinney. She's our CEO and Mama Bird. And you've entered into a very special episode. Um, It's one of my favorite series that we've started. It's called Dear Priscilla. It's a segment dedicated to asking the weird, slightly embarrassing, but universally pondered marketing questions. Um, Priscilla and I, and Priscilla, you can speak to this a little bit, but we found ourselves in these like confessional style situations where people were pulling us into corners, mostly at industry conferences. You get it a lot on LinkedIn and asking us questions that they were embarrassed to ask publicly, but we were getting the same questions over and over again. It's kind of that thing that they feel that everybody thinks they should know. <laughs> and yet we all know that our lives are busy. And so sometimes something comes around in our industry that we should know about, but we don't. And I love it. I love it when people's voices get just a little bit lower and they kind of lean in toward you. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. This is a dear Priscilla moment. <laughs> so this was your brainchild, but I think it's because it was born out of necessity. So that's what I love about this series. 100%. And if you do have a question, we've been pulling these from email, from LinkedIn, from Twitter. But if you have a question, you can reach us on all those platforms. You can email us at podcast at littlebirdmarketing.com. And we'll be sure to add this to our list. And we'll be sure to not embarrass you. We don't tell people who sent it in. And in fact, the last one one that we got that I'm sure, you know, she would not have minded that we had said who it was um, about how do you not get fatigued at conferences? And it was such a great uh, question and such a great, you know, really a conversation you and I had, not that someone would care necessarily, but that's just not what we're here for. We really do want you to feel free to ask any question. And you just feel like we're going to pull the curtain back and show you what's going on. How do people actually, you know, do the marketing magic behind the scenes? This week's episode is dedicated to something super timely. And Priscilla, you've been asked this question multiple times on LinkedIn. So I'm excited. Let's dive in. Dear Priscilla, I see LinkedIn got a facelift. It looks a little bit more like Facebook and what gives with LinkedIn stories? Is it worth investing in? Should I be posting story updates? If so, how often? Juicy. This is a juicy (laughs) one because it is so timely. My personal LinkedIn feed has been blowing up this past week as they are testing LinkedIn stories. So Priscilla, what's your initial thoughts? <laughs> My initial thought honestly was, oh crap, this is why I left Instagram. <laughs> You're they, not alone. That's not the, that's probably not the thing I should have said as the CEO of a digital marketing firm. I should have embraced the newness and the innovation and the opportunity, but that was not my initial reaction. On the other hand, I was super glad Um, to have something else to talk about. Um, If you remember uh, many years ago, maybe it was like four or five, yeah, maybe four years ago, I was still being asked, should we be geofencing our business for Pokemon Go? You know? (laughs) I guess I'm glad to be getting a different question. But on the other hand, I was kind of like, oh, stories, they followed me here. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's so interesting because in one hand, it's like, I love how LinkedIn as a platform is different. It's for professionals. It's for social selling. It's for making connections. But then there's this little piece where I think sometimes LinkedIn is running behind the other social platforms saying, wait, me too, me too. And they, they introduce these new features. So I know we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about how to actually make the most of, of LinkedIn stories. But there is a little piece of me where when I saw this new feature, I rolled my eyes a little bit. <laughs> That's a little surprising bit. to me that you did because this is a feature you love on Instagram. So I think that's an interesting difference that you also felt the same way I did. Yeah, you see on Instagram, that is, that's personal. Like that's my personal outlets become almost like a mini personal blog. But for LinkedIn, I, I do like to be a little bit more, I would say personable there. Um, but I like to keep it professional. And I mean, I, I personally don't have a ton of time throughout my day to be like, oh, what, what can I be putting up on LinkedIn stories today? Right, so right. if they add a scheduling feature to that, I may be a big fan. But. Oh, okay. That's all it'll take to get yeah. you around. Well, I'll tell you another interesting difference is that um, I'm kind of a diehard desktop user of mm. LinkedIn. And so that immediately poses a divide for me and kind of shows my habits, right? I use desktop for pretty much everything that I do structurally in terms of uh, my favorite to teach, which is batch processing and just really effective use of my time on LinkedIn. And I use my mobile app only really when I'm mobile, to be really honest. So as I'm walking to my car, as I'm doing, like if I'm waiting five minutes at the doctor's, I'm in a line somewhere, I'm on my mobile app and just checking my feed and I'm nurturing my posts and I'm responding to people. I'm, I'm basically, it's my notification, like a, you know, a oasis. <laughs> yeah. So, but I very rarely will take a picture and actually do a, a um, originated post while I'm on mobile. And because LinkedIn stories are only operational on mobile, I think we're going to see a divide of who is actually interested in this feature. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. And before we get into any tips about using LinkedIn stories, let's talk about what what is LinkedIn stories? What's LinkedIn <laughs> even saying? Why did they do it? Let's kind of get into that because that was interesting for me to kind of dive into and understand, is there, was there even a need for this? Cause it goes beyond me, you know, and my personal need for LinkedIn stories, but why did LinkedIn see there was a need for stories and why are they testing it? Which first of all, they are testing it. It's not official, as we all know, with social platforms, they're always testing things. And sometimes you have a feature pop up and then a couple months later it dissolves because it didn't get the traction that it needed. So they've been testing, they've been testing stories now, I believe on and off throughout this year, but, but United States based accounts just got them, I think last week. So the first week of October, brand new, yeah. uh, but it is in the testing phase. Right. Well, just in, in general, so if people are just kind of curious, what is it we're talking about? LinkedIn Stories actually is just a feature that you'll see above the posting line, just like, and I'm going to say this because some people who, uh, you know, don't use Instagram and don't right. I just say, oh, like Instagram, you know, 
So it's just a little feature and you see the round circle in it and, and um, it's an interactive storyline. It enables members um, and even organizations, we're gonna talk about how companies could use it to share images and really short little snippets of their everyday life. And what's interesting about this is kind of you talk about Instagram was of your per, of your personal life and this is of your personal bowl professional life. Yeah. <laughs> but they made the sharing stories a really easy way to kind of build almost like a little collage um, up to 20 seconds of what's going on right now. And so in a lot of ways, it's interesting. It's a melding of Instagram into Twitter. And actually, if you bear with me and understand what I'm saying about this, there's always been in professional um, world, a divide between LinkedIn users and Twitter users. And I, and I don't mean just the people because I'm both, but I am a different persona or I show up differently when I'm on LinkedIn than when I'm on Twitter. And Twitter is that more immediate. It's almost the Instagram of LinkedIn professional, right? So in some ways I kind of wonder, is the little LinkedIn stories almost an answer to, hey, you don't need to be on Twitter because LinkedIn is kind of that longevity, the longer post, the more serious um, thought leadership or, you know, um, maybe longer format kind of uh, expertise authority builder. <laughs> I guess that's like a huge mouthful. Um, but Twitter is that I'm right here right now. This is my quick moment. And I wonder if a lot of ways they're, if they're answering that and saying, well, you don't need to do LinkedIn and Twitter. Look, we brought a little piece of fun Instagram to LinkedIn and now you don't need the other one. Yeah, that will be really interesting to watch numbers because if we're looking at social platforms as a whole, we've been relatively stagnant across all the platforms in terms of growth. Instagram did see a huge spike. I mean, TikTok as well, but if we're, we're sticking to say the, the main ones, Instagram has been climbing since it was purchased by Facebook, but Twitter is one that has been dropping pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. So as these other competitors roll out new platforms, it will be interesting to see if Twitter's users if, if it goes down, if people really do start using stories on LinkedIn for those in the moment, professional, um, newsworthy type posts. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to complicate things for just a minute. Ashley. Please do. Sorry. Sorry, but bear with me. A lot of people ask me this. Well, I'm just going to be on LinkedIn. Well, I'm, I'm just going to be on Twitter or whatever. And I'm like, whoa, 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 quit picking this just because of a preference. Let's just stop for a minute and tell me why you're actually out on social media. And then I'll tell you which one you want to be on, right? And one of the key differences that people rarely understand is that LinkedIn, Facebook, okay, the big difference is there. That's a closed network. That's a private network. Twitter is an open network. You don't have to. Now, you can put privacy things in there and not let people follow you. But in general, all the defaults are set to a, a public forum, right? So if your goal is to become an influencer and be recognized as a global influencer, you have to be on Twitter at this point because Twitter is a scrapable network, right? So you and I may know each other and you might be able to, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn and you can see everything I've written. I've got to right now about 225 articles from over the many years. I've got, you know, posts going out every day. I've got videos, I've got featured items. I've, I've just, you know, I've got testimonials. I've got everything. I've really beefed up my profile, but Google can't scrape that. Google does not know how to rank me 
and it does not understand where my expertise lies. And so I'm very interested to know a lot of the undercurrent here, where a story is going to live. Stories always going to live inside a publicly protected um, membership, like driven and, and you know connection, or our story is going to be elevated at some point above into a public sphere. That's a much bigger question that's going on with stories, in my personal opinion. Yeah, because really that will change everything on LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn has always been built around protecting privacy and nurturing meaningful connections. I mean, I, we can all look in our requests for connection and find some really <laughs> non-meaningful <laughs> connections or requests to connect, but at, at the base of it, right? It's about, you can't just friend anyone. It has to be a two-way connection. And this would be a little bit different. I mean, when they did announce, when they rolled out, you know, pages forever ago and you could start following people that changed that dynamic a little bit, but yeah, you're right. These stories could potentially change everything for the way that LinkedIn is being used. Let's take a short break. Conducting global research, marketing your brand to a multilingual audience, with translation, transcription, voiceover, and subtitling services in over 75 languages, we'll make the connection to your audience in their own language. Get the linguistic accuracy you expect with the cultural nuance you need, all tailored to your needs with friendly service. Try Multilingual Connections. Mention Little Bird Marketing for $100 off your first project. Multilingualconnections.com. Teams are getting smaller, but you still have to get your research in field. If only you could partner with a global expert to be an extension of your team without the extra overhead. Look no further. Gazelle Global provides the ad hoc services you need when you need them. Visit gazelleglobal.com to learn more about how we can handle global sampling, field management, data collection, and more. Our team is ready to lend our expertise to complete projects to your specification. Visit gazelleglobal.com today. Well, I want to hear from you because this was the piece that you were going to research, you know, for this podcast was really, what was LinkedIn saying? Like, if you look at their execs, what was their reasoning for it? And, you know, and and what drove them to this? We don't know if it's madness yet, but it may be. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. 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 So first I was like, okay, is there even, is there a need for this? Right. That's kind of the question Mm -hmm. everyone's going back and forth on. Some people are going to roll their eyes, but still use it. That's I'm probably in that category. (laughs) Um, Some people are going to be totally, totally against it. And I think some people are going to use it out of necessity. So there, when we're talking about Instagram stories, there's over 500 million people that watch Instagram stories every day. And a third of those videos are from a business related accounts. That is insane, Ashley. It's insane. I don't have a, a, a huge breakdown of that stat, but I would assume most of those businesses are B2C. They're selling a product, mm-hmm. but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of B2B businesses that are active on Instagram stories. And what we know is people love to watch video. So that's why story has bubbled up. But there's, I collected a couple of quotes from a few LinkedIn execs, but really what it boils down to is, they're trying to keep LinkedIn fun, which I'm on board with that. 
We like to have fun. We like to put the fun in, even in fundamentals. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, this is all the, every single podcast that you and I do together. We just try and make it fun. That's all we're, that's all we're aiming for. That's it. That's at the base of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what they're saying. They, they, they understand that the climate of 2020 is heavy. It's heavy personally. It's heavy. It's heavy professionally. And, and, and LinkedIn stories can really be a way that people can offer a lightweight, fun way to share an update without being perfect or it being attached to your profile forever. Cause mm-hmm. that's kind of the best thing about stories, right? They only last 24 hours, then they disappear. But see, so, that's so interesting because I think that is them understanding a demographic because on one hand, it stresses me out that I'm going to make something that's only going to last for 20 seconds, you know, that someone that it is only a 20 second and then it is ephemeral. It's, it's going away, right? Um, in a shorter period of time. But on the other hand, I know that there are the majority of people, which actually what stresses them out is that they've got to create content that's really heavy and powerful. And I see so many people walk away from LinkedIn because of the fear of they need it to be perfect. Or, you know, I hear in my, you know, digital transformation courses all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, first of all, they'll say, I don't want to be slimy and salesy. And then the the second thing out of their mouths is always, but I don't know what to write. And Mm -hmm. I, I, have to remember to really empathize with that because that's not a personal, you know, fear that I have, but that is a fear of probably 90% of the world. And so I can see what they're saying here. I can put an image, but I don't have to get every word right or all, you know, I I can just really, you know, I, I can do something that's just a lot easier to pull off. Yeah, I agree. I think posting on LinkedIn can be intimidating from time to time. I mean, how many people do we have as connections that we would classify maybe as, um, and I don't mean this offensively, but as more of like a lurker, right? They, they aren't necessarily active on the pro on their profile in terms of posting, mm-hmm. but they scroll the feed. They like your post, they'll leave comments, but they themselves don't do regular posting. I see that time and time again. And I think there's an intimidation factor there that stories really does address because it's quick. You're not married to it. It's not there forever. You put it up. You can, it doesn't have to be perfect that you throw a filter on it. You put a sticker on it, put some text on it. It can be fun. It can be silly. And it's just a, it's, it's a great way to, to keep conversation light. Okay. You just made it sound so easy. So thank you. <laughs> you just take the picture, throw the filter on it, throw the sticker. <laughs> That's really great. I love it. Um, but you know what? You bring up a really good point about conversation because that really is what LinkedIn is after. We, you know, in business, we call it engagement, but really it's just conversation. And you know that I love to talk about social as a cocktail party. It's an online cocktail party right? And so if you walk in, first of all, you greet people, right? And so I have some people say, oh, I can't ask, um, say hello, or I can't connect with them. And I'm like, actually, it's rude to not do that. You wouldn't walk into a cocktail party and turn your back and just stare at the wall. People would be like, why did this person even come? So why do you have a profile if you're not going to, you know, introduce yourself to somebody? So introduce yourself. But then the other thing is, is the biggest part for me about Um, social media, whether it's LinkedIn or anything else, but it does take people more gumption maybe to make it happen in a professional setting is a cocktail party in the sense that it is really a fun night when you connect people. 
when you grab someone by the hand, be like, Ashley, oh my gosh, come over here. Meet Tim Lawton. He's so amazing. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. He's so great. He's so smart. He's this total nerd. You know, and then you go and you find two people who really talk to each other. And, you know, and all of a sudden, like, then you see them hanging out, you know, on LinkedIn somewhere. And you think, hey, I created that. That's so great. But it takes some people actually grabbing someone metaphorically by the hand and connecting them with someone and doing that conversation. And I can see that this would be an easier way for people to start conversation than maybe the way LinkedIn is already set up. Yeah, I love that. I think a new tagline for LinkedIn should be LinkedIn, please use responsibly. Because really my biggest fear when it comes to LinkedIn stories is like, I'm going to be stuck in a never ending thread of people trying to sell me things. Mm -hmm. And I just need people to use it responsibly. (laughs) But isn't that the case with all of it? That's what what, what we've all had to learn. We've had to draw boundaries, we've had to figure out where we want to be. And also one of the things I love about LinkedIn that is not my option always on Twitter is that, you know, on LinkedIn, I've really culled down, you know, some really great, a really great community. I have a good ecosystem that I trust. Now I say that, but I probably give Twitter a hard time. One of the most underused features of Twitter is lists. And you can really develop incredibly good mini cocktail parties by really uh, developing your Twitter lists. You know, that, that kind of is a little bit more in line with this feeling and this experience. Yeah. Okay. So let's give some tips before, before we give kind of just some quick tips. If you're, if you choose to use LinkedIn stories, I want to, I want to make a small case. I know I've kind of pressed back on (laughs) LinkedIn stories so far in this episode, but let me tell you about how I could see it being useful for for individuals and for businesses. So first, the reason stories across all platforms have become popular in the past couple years is because it's been breaking the algorithm. When it comes to Instagram specifically, it's changed who shows in your feed and even who shows in your stories, depending if you watch the story all the way through, if you swipe to the next one, or if you swipe out of stories, the platform keeps track of all that information and then it places people in a rank to say, okay, well, from your behavior, it showed us you like this person's content and you don't like this person's content. So from a personal or a business standpoint, I think getting on stories, especially adopting that into your strategy early will give you a leg up on your competition um, or on your colleagues in terms of showing up in your network's feeds. Because I mean, LinkedIn loves LinkedIn. So if you if you give them a pat on the back, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna give you a pat on the back as well. So use if you use the feature, I guarantee they're going to award you in some way. And my guess would be a boost in the algorithm. Yeah. And all of that is so wide open right now. So I think experimentation is going to be key right now. A hundred percent. And for us personally, before we started this, you and I were talking about, okay, well, how, how can we be using LinkedIn stories? How can Little Bird be using LinkedIn stories? And a huge piece of it for us is virtual conferences and eventually in-person conferences. There's fatigue that's happening 
obviously, with virtual conferences. We are 10 months into the year, and most of these months have been spent either working from home or virtually away from colleagues or other people in our industry. And I think LinkedIn Stories can be a new little um, refresher when it comes to joining in on uh, these virtual conferences. And we have one coming up in December, and I hope that LinkedIn Stories can be a part of that and we can have the hashtag being used in those stories and people following along um, through that avenue as well. So I'm personally really excited for us to tap into that. Yeah, yeah. I also thought that an, another use that we could do is some Q&As. I mean, look what we're doing right now with Dear Priscilla. You know, there's also some much lighter questions that people ask us that I could see we could, you know, we could actually, you know, engage multiple people on our team to answer questions. I mean, you know, I was on this podcast by myself for a long time and then you and I come along and we have these really casual open conversations. And I think people, obviously we get a lot of great feedback that they like it when you and I get on because it's just industry banter and we break down the walls and don't make people feel stupid with the questions they ask and the answers that they really need. And I can see how stories could be used a little bit in Q and A features. Yeah. I think so too. And I have not played around with it too much, but I know on both Facebook and Instagram, you can pre-record. And I think from what I've read about LinkedIn is you can still pre-record and upload it. So mm -hmm. you and I could pre-record a video together and then upload that to LinkedIn stories. It doesn't necessarily have to be an in the moment thing, which is really great, especially for me as a planner and liking to pre-record, pre, pre pre-schedule things. Um, yeah. So another, another kind of tip or way that you can use the platform is to share success, share success stories. So whether that is, you know, a customer testimonial or even say it's like a staff success story. Someone has just like a really awesome moment. Um, I think that's a perfect way you can showcase that in your, in your, tell that story, get in front of the camera, tell it, or make a little graphic and put that up on your story as well. I love that. I love that. Okay. I want to go a little bit, I'm going to bear with me. I'm going to go a little elliptical on this next idea that I have, but you know, first of all, there's a couple people on here, like you said, who are lurkers on LinkedIn or in social media in general. Um, and I think they need to jump in, jump in, get, you know, can you, can I just finally convince you get jumped in, but what some people don't sometimes appreciate about LinkedIn and all of these channels is that it is such an amazing tool that someone else has built. And for us as LinkedIn, I'm sorry, as Little Bird Marketing, well, we've got a podcast, we've got a blog, we've got, you know, uh, Instagram, we, um, I think we just shut our Pinterest down, but, you know, it goes on and on and on, ah, sign of the times. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that we have so much at our fingertips, but not every professional does. And so when you have a salesperson or even a thought leader in the industry and they want to educate the market or their most ideal client about their expertise or maybe the product, there are a lot of cases where someone doesn't have a blog, someone doesn't have a graphic person handy, someone maybe even is working at a company with an incredibly bureaucratic system in order to put content out, but they have quotas, they have goals, they have things that they need to get done as a profession. And so these social platforms just give you like ready-made you know, uh, um, stages 
for your expertise. And so if you do need to educate a client, an ideal client, just a little bit before you can get them into a decent conversation with you, I do think stories could be another avenue to do that and engage people maybe a little bit more a lighter to get them into the heavier conversation. hundred percent. Now that you can do screen recordings on your phone, it's like you have a mobile app or a mobile platform that you want to show participants or clients how to use, do a screen recording and then upload that to stories. Like that is a great, great feature. Okay. That was a really good idea. You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Something we like to do a lot is the behind the scenes stuff. So we joke around all the time, whether it's in our podcast or whether we're at, you know, uh, at uh, trade shows with our little cheat sheets, (laughs) Um, everything. We, We like to pull the curtain back. We like to show people how do we make the marketing magic, but we also like to, you know, be behind the scenes and show people what we, the peeps like to do at Little Bird Marketing. And I can see that that would be a really cool, light way and I could see this holiday season us doing a lot of really fun things oh, yeah. or go behind the scenes. And, and it's that kind of, you get the feel of a company and you, you see their culture in action and you feel more connected. I think it's a great way to show the culture of a company and start that feeling like, I want to work with those people. I want to work with that company. A hundred percent. I mean, that is so great. Um, we have a hashtag that we started at Little Bird called Little Bird Bakes because we had multiple people on staff that liked baking and we liked sharing it with each other. So we would put that at the time on Instagram stories, but that's a great thing to bring over to, to LinkedIn too, to say, hi, we're, we're people, we're normal people over here too, because people buy from people, right? I think Seth Godin is the one that has um, the quote that says like, people buy magic. They don't buy, it's not words, it's not services, it's not products, they buy magic. They want the magic behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, the last thing I really wanted to highlight was being willing to put yourself out there. <laughs> you know, you say people buying from people, you have to actually show people a little bit about your personality, what makes you special. And there are a lot of great ways to do it without being a braggart. <laughs> and we've even written about that a few different times in our blog and we've covered it on podcasts, but it really is important that you celebrate really what your expertise is. And there's really sound ways to do that. But I could see that stories could be a fun way to highlight maybe a personal achievement or an award. You know, let's just say that your company won a market research podcast of the year award Mm -hmm. that maybe Little Bird Marketing might be giving away. You know, this could be a really fun piece of the story where a lot of your team and colleagues and friends can really rally around it. And I think that sometimes people are shy with saying what a job that they did well, but I think we realize is that when we do put that out there, people really want to cheerlead us. People really do want to be needed to be supportive. And that's a big thing that I think gets missed. I love that. And I think it can also be used if you're looking to get hired. I mean, it's a competitive market right now as people are still, companies are still hurting from pandemic related losses. And with a competitive market, I mean, show it's all about showcasing what you bring to the table. How are you going to add to a company? And it's hard to communicate that through even just a plain profile sometimes on LinkedIn or just a resume. So with stories that puts a video behind your name. 
-hmm. you can really you know, speak your specialty, share your accomplishments. It, I, for those reasons, I, I am excited about the platform. Okay. Well, you, you've, you've converted in during this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to end on this one thought. You know, it, it's interesting here because uh, uh, Ashley and I obviously work together. We have a lot of shared expertise and yet we are a different generation. And I find it interesting a lot of times and very valuable to have someone at the table who does see things from a different perspective. And I do wonder if stories is another way to engage a younger audience on LinkedIn, which it, it, you know has typically kind of sided to a little bit older of a demographic and they have had a little bit of a hard time bringing some professionals that are younger onto the platform. So in that sense, I'm really glad to see something like this. If it does engage a younger um, audience, then I think it can be really cool. But I will say one other thing, it's funny, um, you know, people who were really, you know, great salespeople, like traditional salespeople, like, you know, shake your hand and look you in the eye kind of salespeople, people thought, well, they are kind of anti-digital and they wouldn't do well. And I find the opposite. The people who were those kind of old school died in the world salespeople, not slimy salespeople, but the very relational ones, when they learned digital, they got online and they saw the efficiency, but they maintained that really personal connection. And so I, you know, I do hope then that we can see this younger generation do that same thing. They really found a lot of meaning in social media, where I think it took an older generation a little while to understand what was the meaning behind it. So I'm really excited about having a different generation maybe get excited about LinkedIn and um, in a little different way. And I'd like to see where it goes. I'd like to see what they push and challenge in the system. So if you are using LinkedIn stories for any other way, of course, we just shared a couple of, of the you know tips, tricks, ways that you can use it. But if you're using it in a different way, you have a success story, let us know. Uh, post about it on LinkedIn and tag Priscilla and I, um, or reach out to us um, via email. We we want to know how you're using LinkedIn Stories and and if it's if you see the the effects of it. Awesome. Well, just on that vein, make sure that if you have a question that you want us to answer, um, even if we don't know the answer, we'll go find it out. Um, but send that to us at podcast at Little Bird Marketing, and we will do it. So. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.